Welcome to today's news headlines from the Scottish Radio News team. I'm Alistair Connell. With plans moving closer and proposals being considered, 2024 looks set to be a very big year for new supermarket arrivals across the northeast. A host of big names are set to open their latest stores in Aberdeenshire this year, with the likes of Aldi, Asda and Tesco all pushing to launch their newest sites in Scotland. Hundreds of new openings are in the works across Scotland and five of them happen to be within the Aberdeenshire area, with one set to start construction and others with plans currently put to councillors. Drumtochty Castle's request for an alcohol licence was at risk over fears that children could be hurt by pool cues while attending weddings. The well-established and prestigious wedding venue near Lawnskirk applied to Aberdeenshire Council seeking a premises licence. However, the owners of the A-listed castle said it was not possible to accept some of the council's blanket conditions. While the venue was happy to accept the majority of the rules, there were four in particular that they disagreed with, three of which were related to regular which would have stopped guests from celebrating outside after 10pm, while the remaining condition would have limited children and young people from using the castle's pool table. The board's current policy states that children under the age of 12 cannot have direct access to pool tables, darts boards or gaming machines while in a licensed premises. The castle's application recently went before the Aberdeenshire Licensing Board. A violent transgender prisoner whose transfer to a women's jail was blocked has died in custody. Tiffany Scott, who was previously known as a man called Andrew Burns, died in HMP Grampian on Thursday. The 32-year-old was serving an indefinite sentence under an order for lifelong restriction. Scott was handed the sentence in 2013 after admitting stalking a 13-year-old girl by sending letters while serving a prison sentence. A Scottish Prison Service spokesperson said Tiffany Scott, aged 32, will be HMP Grampian died on the 29th of February 2024. With each death in custody, Police Scotland are advised and the matter reported to the Procurator Fiscal. Fatal accident inquiries are held in due course. Scottish Tory leader Douglas Ross has called for the backing of Labour and Lib Dem voters at the next election in a bid to pile pressure on Hamza Youssef. Ross also took aim at the First Minister's track record at his party conference in Aberdeen. He wants to use the general election to send Hamza Youssef packing, though the result does not determine who leads the Scottish Government. The Tories have not won a general election in Scotland since 1955. In his speech on Saturday, Mr Ross said if pro-UK voters want to kick the national out, then they need to unite behind the Scottish Conservatives in key seats. Together, we can beat the SNP and take Scotland forward. It comes after Labour, who easily took by-election victories in Kingswood and Wellingborough, lost the Rochdale constituency in Greater Manchester to George Galloway, leader of the Workers' Party of Britain. That's your cut up. More news in an hour. Merns FM weather with Ace Competitions. And now the weather for the Grampian area. Sunday will be a mostly dry and bright day with some sunny spells. Cloud and patchy rain may reach Buchan later in the day and the maximum temperature of 8 degrees Celsius. The outlook for Monday to Wednesday will dry with sunny spells on Monday, cloudier with patchy rain on Tuesday and Wednesday and strengthening southeasterly winds. Merns FM weather with Ace Competitions. Head over to acecompetitions.co.uk or find us on Facebook and Instagram for more information. Welcome to this worship service. 
provided by Abuthnut, Bervie and Kniff Church. If you would like to find out more about us or support us in our ministry, then you can search for us online, on Facebook and on YouTube by searching for ABK Church. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you. Good morning and welcome here to Bervie Parish Church. If you're a guest of Vista with us this morning, then you're very welcome. My name is Andrew and I get, the, get to be the minister here. I'm particularly welcome to um, those from their brownies and scouting groups or guiding groups here and to parents and family members too. You're very welcome and uh, please do feel free to join in with as much as you feel able to do so today. <laughs>
prayer where we simply talk to God. And in this prayer, we often use a prayer that Jesus taught his friends, his disciples to say. And we're going to say it too. And you're welcome to join in with us. At that point, the words will appear on the screen. You can read them along and say them out loud if you wish. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that we get to gather here today on Thinking Day, on Sunday. We get to worship you. We get to gather with family and friends, with those that we go to our scouting and guiding groups with as well. Lord, we thank you for all the good things you give to us in our life. We thank you for families and friends. We thank you for food on our plates and water in the taps. We thank you for school. We thank you for our youth groups. We thank you for all the things that we enjoy about life. And God, this morning we thank you for your great love for us. That whether we are young or old, whether we are a baby or very, very old, whether we're somewhere in between, you love each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you that you love us, that you love us even more than mums or dads or families or friends could ever love us. You've loved us from before time even began. And we ask this morning, here on Thinking Day, that you will help us to think more about life and all that it means and what life is all about. So might you bless us and encourage us this morning as we gather together. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name and in his words we pray together. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is a kingdom the power and the glory forever amen
couple of readings now, and Neil and Michael are going to read them for us in the Bible. First reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 9, reading from verses 23 to 27. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes into his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the king, before they see the kingdom of God. Amen. Our second reading this morning is uh, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet registered, resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Amen. Now, you younger folk in particular, who likes running? Yeah, you going to like running? Yeah, when I was a, when I was a youngster, when I was about uh, till the age of 14, 15, I used to be involved in an athletics club where I lived, and I was not always very good at running, but I sometimes did long distance running, but I ran for a long, long time. Sometimes I did very short runs, where it was only 100 metres or so. And I wasn't as quick as Usain Bolt, but I was not too bad at that time. But um, some of us really like running or um, getting out and about and running about the playground. And this morning in our readings, there's a kind of talking a little bit about moving or about running. And the idea that the people who are writing um, these passages, or, or Jesus when he speaks, is that in your race or when you're moving, you don't stop where you are and you go, well, I've managed to make half of the race. You keep on going until you get to the finish line. You don't stop where you are. You keep on going. Now, you might have run half the race, and that's great, but that's not the end of the goal. That's not the finish line. There's so much more ahead of us. And so this morning I want to think about what it is to keep on going throughout all of life. A few minutes ago, the youngsters were talking about what it is to keep on going and when life knocks you down and endurance and how Derek Redmond was running that race and kept on going even though it's tough and it's difficult. And so I'm going to encourage this morning for all of us to think about don't stop, keep going, keep growing. Now in that second reading that Michael read for us, um, the man who writes this talks about saying throw off everything that stops you he says in that second line, he says, let's throw off everything that hinders us and sin that's leads entangles and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. He says, throw off everything that's going to stop you winning that race or running that race really, really well. Now, when I was in high school, I, I didn't grow up here, but when I was in high school somewhere else, I remember that every single lunchtime um, at high school, um, I had my lunch in the, in the school, I had to pack lunch, but lots of other people went to local shops to get their lunch, or the local chip shop even. 
And what would happen is all of the youngsters who are maybe 13, 14, 15 years old would have the rucksack, they'd carry around school and have all their jotters and their workbooks and everything else in it. But when it came to lunchtime and the school bell went and the teacher said, right, on you go to lunch, what did they do? They lobbed their school bag across the room until it landed in a big giant pile. And sometimes a pile at lunchtime at the door when you left the school was probably about this height. Okay, it was probably about 100 and 200 school bags all piled high. Now, why did the boys and girls throw their lunch? Their, their school bags away because they wanted to run the couple hundred metres down to the local chip shop or the local Tesco to get first in the queue to get the fish and chips or to get their bags of sweets or their sandwiches or whatever else they wanted and they knew that if they carried their big heavy rucksack all the way they would not be first and they would not get the best chips, they would not get the last donut or whatever else it might have been from the shop or the bakery. They threw off everything that entangled them that would stop them from getting their goal didn't want to be weighed down by the bags. They were free to run as fast as they could. Now, in life, we all have goals we want to achieve. So those folk who want to achieve getting first in the queue for lunch. And at scouting or guiding groups, we all have achievements or awards or badges we've got to work towards. And when you do your awards, you've got tasks to do or things to learn or things to um, explore and things to work on. That if you do them, you'll get your badge, you'll get your award, you'll get your certificate. And imagine most of the things that you do, you don't just do it for five minutes and then you get your award. Is that right, leaders? You have to work hard at your awards and your, your badges. You don't just turn up to one meeting on a midweek and your leader says, right, do this for five minutes and then you get your badge. I bet you've got to do it for a long time and maybe do it for two, three, four weeks, maybe even longer than that. It's something you've got to work hard at. And for followers of Jesus, like myself, what Paul is really talking about is not so much a goal, although they're very good at doing it at scouting or guiding groups, is you actually get to work hard at your faith, that you shouldn't just stop where you are today and say, I follow Jesus enough. But he says, keep on going. Keep on trying to follow Jesus more and more. Next slide. Or think about, oh, yeah, that picture. Or think about like a caterpillar. Caterpillars start off like that, a little egg, and then they grow into a caterpillar, and they begin to munch on the leaves of your, your vegetables and your plants at home. Now, that caterpillar could just say, I'm content, I don't want to be anything more than this. I'm happy being a caterpillar, eating all the leaves. Or if you've read a hungry caterpillar book, eats lots of cheese and sweets and everything else too. But the caterpillar could say, I'm fine, I want to just be a caterpillar. But you know what, I think that we will all love it if that caterpillar does its job. And it turns into that little chrysalis in the middle where it has a little home for itself for a while. And then it comes out of that and it turns into a beautiful butterfly. Now, who thinks butterflies look more beautiful than caterpillars? Yeah. And I think our summers would be pretty naff if we never saw a, a butterfly because all the caterpillars said, no, I don't want to turn into one. I want to be stuck as a caterpillar. But I think God made butterflies and caterpillars to be beautiful and to spread their wings and go flying so that we could enjoy them. Or flowers too, we've maybe got bulbs growing in our garden, daffodils or tulips or snowdrops. And the snowdrops and everything else could say, no, I'm cosy being in the soil all winter, that'll do me, I'll stay snug in the soil. But actually we love it when they all pop into flower and they all bloom so that we can enjoy them in our gardens or outside. As I said, for followers of Jesus like myself, we're not to be content with being where we are in our faith, but to keep on going, because God wants to give us greater love and greater trust of Jesus. Next slide. I should skip past that one. Next cube. So even if you've been following Jesus for a while, and if you love him lots, God says there's more still to do. 
God has more in life for you to do. Wherever you are in your life during today, God says, don't stop, keep going. And I don't think, for followers of Jesus, we know that we will go to heaven when we die because we trust in Jesus. And I don't think we'll get to heaven and God will and we'll say, oh, I wish I followed you less. We'll say, we wish we followed you more. Or if you have families or friends, I think that quite often we can get to the point where we're saying, I wish I spent more time with my family or my friends. I don't think when you're very, very old, you'll say, I wish I spent less time with mum and dad or less time with my brothers or sisters, or less time with my kids, or my family, or my friends. You'll say, I wish I spent more time with them, because I love them lots. So whatever you are in your life's journey, there's a whole lifetime to get better, a more lifetime to explore things and enjoy things and follow, for us at least, follow Jesus more. There's a whole lifetime to enjoy all that God's given you. Don't stop. Keep growing. And the second thing that we read, if we're not to get distracted, now, we've all got goals in life, so I think we've all want to get better at something. Who wants to learn to play an instrument, or is learning to play an instrument, but wants to get better at it? Yeah? I've played the guitar since I was about 10, and I'm still pretty naff at it. But I'd love to get better at it, but I'd love to, but I'm not very good at doing that. Or maybe you want to, when you get older, you want to learn to drive a car. Who wants to learn to drive a car? Yeah? And can you drive a car right now? No. But one day, maybe when you get a bit older, Somebody will help you to learn to drive a car. And at first you'll not do very well. Certainly I didn't do very well. And it keeps on stopping every time you try and start the car. Because you're not very good. But over time you get very, very good. And you drive a car better and better. Or for those who are older, we might want to be better parents. Or better spouses. Or better friends. We might want a more secure job or better retirement income. You might want to learn an instrument. You might want to stop scrolling through social media so much. We all have goals in our life. And making goals are a good thing. And like I was saying earlier to you youngsters, we've all got goals at scouting or guiding groups. You want to achieve in a badge or an award or something else. You've got to work towards it. But you might say, oh, I can't be bothered or I'll stop after I don't do very well in the first go at it. But you're not going to get your award or your badge or your certificate. How many of you made New Year's resolutions? Anyone make New Year's resolutions? A couple of you? Now I bet, might be wrong, but I bet that most of us have made resolutions in the past, if not this year. But by this time of the year, by the middle or the end of February, we've all given up on them or we've not done very well. Or even Lent started a couple of weeks ago and some folks say, OK, for Lent, I'll give up eating chocolate cake. Or I'll not eat so many sweets. Or I'll go to a walk each day. And I bet, I'm sure, you've still had a bit of chocolate cake. Or you've not gone for a walk each day. Or whatever else it might be. We're not always, not always very good at keeping going with our resolutions, with our intentions. We get distracted and say, that chocolate cake is yummy, or I really want to go and do that thing, or I want to be lazy, even though we shouldn't do that. And that's, again, what we read. Next slide. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The writer says, keep on going, don't give up. Keep on running towards the goal you're aiming for. If you want to be a sports person, you can't get lazy and eat lots of chips, unfortunately. You've got to wake up early, train really hard, not eat so many chips and go to the gym each day and learn to get better at running or playing football or netball or tennis or whatever else it is. You can maybe have one lazy day or one day we eat lots of chips. If you do it every day, you'll never be very good at that sport. and You'll never get picked to go in the team. If you've got a goal and it's a good goal, then keep on working at it. Keep going. Here's a video I want to show you, to show you what I mean.
that last, that, that last picture it looked like a photograph of a tiger, didn't it? It was that good, but it wasn't a photograph. It was a drawing using pencils and crayons and charcoal and everything else. But the first drawing when they're age nine, that was a really good drawing age for an age nine-year-old. But it certainly wasn't, didn't look like a photograph. It looked like a nine-year-old's drawing. But because that person said, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to get better and better and better and better. Then they got to that point where they could draw a tiger that looks like a real photograph of a tiger. But they could, when they were nine, said, oh, other folk are better at drawing than me and I'll never be as good as them. What's the point? And they could have stopped. But they kept on going. And so for followers of Jesus like myself, it's not a case of that we say, I followed Jesus once when I was a youngster and that will do me. But rather every day we say, I want to get better at following Jesus. I want to love Jesus more, follow him better and listen to him better. It's about saying I want to get rid of the old way of life and put on a new way of life. God wants to give me a brilliant, wonderful life. He wants to give all of us a brilliant, wonderful life that we know his love and his goodness. But we don't stop where we are. We say, God, give me more. Let me keep on following you. So don't get distracted. Fix your eyes, says the writer. For Christians, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Because there's no greater goal in life for us than to aim for Jesus. Because Jesus says, I want to give you everlasting life. I want to give you wisdom. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm a good shepherd who longs to lead you throughout all of your life. I'm the prince of peace for your troubled soul. I'm the king of kings and lord of lords greater than your enemies. I'm a friend that stays closer than a brother. I'm the hope of the world, light of the nations. But the world wants to drag you down. The world will tell you, oh, aim for money, aim for power. But that's not always very good. I remember watching a, a, a television programme quite a while ago where a man who's a millionaire said more money than probably all of us, maybe even all of us put together. And his living room was the size of this church. And it was gold, covered in gold, right? Who has a living room that's this size and covered in gold? Just, just me? No, no, I don't have that, that either. But he did because he had lots and lots of money. And the person asked him, what's it like to have all this money? You have lots of cars, a big house, you have five houses, you have planes, you have everything you could ever want, everything you and I could probably ever want. And he says, I've got it all, but there's still something missing. He didn't know what that missing thing was, but I think it was Jesus. For me, that is my, that's what I know. That I need Jesus, and I think we all need Jesus too. Money isn't everything. Money's great, but it can't buy you love forever can't buy you life with God forever goals are great and whatever your goals are in life aim for them don't get distracted but beyond even your best goals of life I know that God has a great plan for all of our lives if we fix our eyes upon Jesus and call it and, and do what he calls us to we'll discover a life that's filled with blessing and goodness and joy forever one last thing Jesus also speaks in the first reading that Neil read for us and Jesus is talking to his friend about what it is to follow after him. And he says these words. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world but yet lose or forfeit their very soul? That last sentence. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world but lose or forfeit their very self or their soul? What's Jesus saying? Well, it's like that millionaire, but in fact, think of a billionaire that owns everything. So owns all the money in the world, all the money that's in your bank account, in your pocket money. This man or this woman owns all of that. And he owns every car, he owns every country. He's king or the queen over the whole entire world. Now that else can't happen, 
But Jesus is trying to exaggerate to make a point. And he says, imagine someone had the whole world in their hands. He owned every spaceship, every car, every plane, everything. But something even more important than all of that. Because you'd have all of that stuff, but still not know God's love for you. Your soul could still be very far away from God. Now you might think you have it all because you've gained a wonderful skill, or you became famous, or you became rich or powerful. But these things are actually not what life is all about. There's so much more to life than all of these things. Because even money or power or status or skills won't give you everlasting life. They'll often drag you away from God's goodness and actually the love of others too. God made us all to have a soul, to know him and enjoy him. So being a disciple for followers of Jesus like me is to know Jesus and follow him more. To know Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly and follow him more nearly. Why? Because he's God, he's good, he's my king. He's filled with love and filled with hope. Today's thinking day, and I want to leave you with one more thought this morning. Have you thought about what it is to follow Jesus? Because Christianity is more than gathering on Sundays and singing some songs in a building. And if that's what Christianity is, I don't want to be a Christian any longer. But I know Christianity is so much more than just Sunday mornings. Following Jesus is a lifetime of adventure that's filled with love and hope and power and wonderful and good things from God. Now I have money in my bank account. But God says there's so much more to life than that. I have power because I'm a minister. I get to plan things or decide things that others don't. But God says there's more to life than being a minister. I have a family with children and a wife and parents and a sister. But God says there's more to life than just having a family that love you. God wants to give you so much more. Not just in this life, but in life to come too. Because I could lose all my money. I could spend it all and gamble it all away. I hope I don't, but I might do. Or all my family could hate me or leave me or die before me and they couldn't love me anymore. But God says, it's okay, I'm going to be with you too. And I won't be a minister forever. I will one day get old, hopefully, and I won't be a minister and I won't have that power or that status anymore. And God says, it's okay, because I will still love you even when you're not that. So one more thought. Next slide. Got back one. This man is C.S. Lewis who wrote the books of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and lots more. He became a Christian a long time ago and he wrote this. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Jesus. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That's one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great person. He would either be a lunatic or on the level of a man who says, I'm a poached egg, or else he'd be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Next slide. Next slide. Oh. It's gone. Either this man well, that's it. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else he's a madman, or something worse than a madman. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let's not come up with any patronizing nonsense about Jesus being a great human teacher. He's not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So for followers of Jesus like myself, we've got a choice to make. We've all got a choice to make. Who is Jesus? Is he a good man? Well, he said some really weird things, but if he's not God, then either he's lying about it, or he's crazy and he's stupid and he's a madman that we shouldn't follow either, or he's telling the truth. If Jesus is a liar or a madman, I'm wasting my time. I should go after chasing after more money or more power. Or I should leave my wife and go and find other relationships or do lots of other fun things with my life instead of loving my wife and my kids. I should go and do other things too. But Jesus says, no, I am who I really am. And so the alternative is, 
that Jesus is who he says he is and it's worth me fixing my eyes upon him and living for him and chasing after him. So I wonder what you've thought about Jesus before. Who is Jesus to you? What's your goal of life? The goals that you might have to be better at an instrument or sport are great things to do or to be drawing like that person a minute ago. But something more to life, I think. What's your goal with Jesus? We're going to pray and then we're going to sing again. Loving God, we thank you that you give us goals of life. Lord, we thank you for all the skills and the talents we have to play instruments or sports or drawing or we're good at maths or other things at school. Thank you that you give us lots of things that we can do in life to enjoy. Thank you for our scouting and guiding groups where we get to learn skills and learn talents too. But Lord, we recognise that sometimes there's more to life than just these things. So God, help us to think about these things. To recognise there's more to life than money or status or even skills. That God, you have a great plan for us to follow you and to know your love in our life. Help us in this, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing again. This time I'm going to sing a song called This is Amazing Grace.
blessing of God from Father, Son and Holy Spirit go with you and all who you love today and forevermore. competitions starting at just 25 pence an entry we have something for everyone ace prizes ace prices ace odds find us on facebook and instagram or enter online now at www.acecompetitions.co.uk all participants must be 18 years or over begambleaware.co.uk
FM Weekend sponsored by Ace Competitions. Win life-changing prizes, cars, cash, luxury holidays and more with Ace Competitions. Starting at just 25 pence an entry, we have something for everyone. Ace prizes, Ace prices, Ace odds. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or enter online now at www.acecompetitions.co.uk. All participants must be 18 years or over. Be gambleaware.co.uk. Rubber ball, I can bounce back to you. Rubber ball, I'm bouncing 
by Ace Competitions. Win life-changing prizes, cars, cash, luxury holidays and more with Ace Competitions. Starting at just 25 pence an entry, we have something for everyone. Ace prizes, Ace prices, Ace odds. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or enter online now at www.acecompetitions.co.uk All participants must be 18 years or over. BeGambleAware.co.uk Yeah. 
your smartphone. This is Burns FM News. 